Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. Hi, I'm Bashida. So, how was last week? Um, as any other week would go, I would say, in the State House, um, Senate Bill 164 passed, and that is the uh, Down Syndrome Bill that came from the, the Senate side. Uh, Senator LaRoe sponsored that bill. Um, and then we had Senate Bill 258, which was Hagen and Hood's bill, um, the uh, abortion, um, six-week six abortion. Six abortion ban, ban um, that she has introduced every uh, GA since she's been there, actually. And and even before <clears throat> Representative Hagan, it was Representative Lynn Watchman. It was his baby. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so the on the Down syndrome ban, uh, Senate Bill one sixty four. There's yes. two of them. There's two. One in the House and one in the Senate. So in both chambers. Right. So so we've already heard testimony on this bill. Well, on on this proposal, this idea. Right. In this <laughs> committee before. Correct. Um, it's it's a weird way of doing things. It is an unusual way, I would say, but um, they're not the same. Like there's like slight nuances that are different about it, right? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Are there? <laughs> I think there is. I think one of them is just like uh, expressly because of mm-hmm. a Down syndrome diagnosis, and then the other one is just like in part of or expressly. Like mm-hmm. it's so, not like they are slightly different. Okay. Yeah, so they are slightly different, but uh, in essence, I think they both have the same goal. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, just to um, ban any abortion um, for this this particular reason is for a Down syndrome um, But this diagnosis. could have big implications. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, legally, we, we can see a lot that will happen with this bill, um, and I don't think they take a lot of that into consideration, and if they do, they probably just don't care. Right. They definitely do not care. Yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, yeah. Well, you know, a, a Representative Amelia Sykes, she brought this up uh, on the on the floor of the House. Yes. She offered an amendment to try and resolve this. Correct. Uh, her concern, uh, which we we uh, took a little clip of her um, of her speaking, and we can put a link to it in the show notes. You should really check it out. Absolutely. Um, Representative Sykes, her point is that if you're going to charge doctors with a fourth degree felony. Uh, then they have a right to be heard in court. And once you bring that process to court, then you open the door to subpoena women and force them to take the stand and publicly testify on their abortion, thus destroying their right to privacy. Yeah, this is like a whole new level of um, having that doctor and uh, patient privacy right and I mean it's just like you just you're going to be exposed no matter what you do at this point um whatever decision you choose to make for your body or what's important for your family is now going to be for everyone to know and for everyone to judge you on and and based on whatever they think is right right that that's terrible yeah it's horrible (laughs) I mean it's it's I couldn't even imagine if I was a woman who would have to be put in that situation right how I would feel right uh, it's it's so terrible that it's unconstitutional. Uh, the state of Indiana has already blocked this proposal. 
uh, Indiana's version of a Down syndrome bill, which I think was passed initially when Mike Pence was still governor of that state. Shocker. Uh, right. Um, it was struck down uh, by a federal judge. So we know that this is unconstitutional. That's not exactly. just, you and know, I mean, our, our opinion. The representatives, they aren't. They aren't dumb. Like, they know this stuff, but yet they continue. <laughs> okay, so, like, they may be a little, but, like, <laughs> they know that this is unconstitutional, yet they continue to still push these bills forward. Right. That, that's exactly right. And it's not even just, like, the the doctor-patient relationship that's, like, the issue here. I mean, it is. There's, there's so many issues. There's... Um, will a doctor actually get prosecuted under this law? Seems for unlikely. Their job. For doing their job. Seems unlikely because there's a lot of steps that have to be proven to get to that point. And, and then they, they create this hierarchy of like what is and is not a disability worth saving with regards to like outlawing abortion based on a diagnosis for a disability. So they've specialized and like singled out Down syndrome, but they haven't mentioned anything about spina bifida or, um, muscular dystrophy or like any other uh, um, disability diagnosis that can be done Absolutely. with a maternity maternity 21 test. So you're creating this hierarchy of disabilities that kind of opens the door for a lot of weird things. Right. And, so. and, and they know that because both the Senate and the House got testimony on this yes. Yes. from uh, a, a woman who we didn't know was going to testify. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her name was Jane Gallagher or just... Yeah. You know, mo- most of the witnesses we know before the committee. Right. Uh, they've right. had some sort of contact with us, you know, uh, not to give away a secret, but, um, <laughs> you know, they, they check in with us. Right. This, this person, you know, she, she brought witness. that point of yeah. view. Yeah. Total surprise witness came in and made the point that you've just stated. The bill picks and chooses one disability over another. Exactly. Uh, which is a terrible legal precedent to, to try and establish. Um, Absolutely unconstitutional, immoral, cruel bill. Uh, And not only could one of those hit Governor Kasich's desk in the coming week. Could be two. It could be two. Right. It could be both. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Like, I I think, too, um, just the hassle that these um, doctors will have to go through. I mean, it's just too much. There's already so much on their plate that they have to handle. They have to go to a a court case for, you know, doing their job. It's just ridiculous. A fourth degree felony would, like, cost them their license. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They will lose their license. Correct. Right. And, and, And that right there is the sort of unstated objective of these bills. It's not to step in during right. a Down syndrome diagnosis. It's to cause doctors to lose their license or to stop practicing providing so, abortion care. Yeah, Absolutely. so we have less abortion providers that are available. But right. many, abor- many doctors who do abortions, they do everything else too. They're OBGYN, so they, um, they do everything from abortions to just providing reproductive care all a, the way around. So a lot of them are actually family practice too. Right, so you're taking that away, taking that away from other women. Right, and they will leave. Yeah. And, and, and already have. They, yes, you know, absolutely. They're, they're going to go to other states. Yes. Um, we had a med student who talked about that. And rightfully so. Like, who would want to deal with any of these type of uh, bills that are being introduced in our General Assembly? Right. Yeah. You know, med, med students, abortion providers specifically, um, you know, it, it, yeah. they're, they're 
just numerically in demand. Yes, absolutely. There's a huge demand and they can provide this service in any state. Absolutely. And so when you restrict them in Ohio, you lose them in Ohio. Which is what they want. Right. Right. But has consequences for <clears throat> the people of Ohio. Yeah. Uh, so like we said, both bills could go to Governor Kasich's desk. Correct. Um, you know, Vashita, you've, you've worked in the General Assembly. Have, have you ever seen this happen where the governor gets two matching bills? I have not since I've been there. I have not, but yeah. I'm not surprised at all. Um, I feel like they will pull out any type of tricks that they can, and uh, you know this is just one of them. And then you know also we're coming to the the end of the year, so they'll probably try to get these bills passed before they recess. Um, right. So, so, but what's the likelihood that we're going to see a bait and switch like we did last year with the 20 week and six week bans? Uh, like he vetoes this and okay's yeah. the abortion method ban, or okay's this and vetoes the abortion method ban. Like, what's 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 what are we looking here? Okay. The, the abortion method ban that's the one we haven't talked about mm-hmm. uh, yet so far. So, so folks who sort of follow along with reproductive, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably more informed <laughs> than the average listener, right? Uh, the, the bill that we protested using the handmaid's tail costumes, uh, back in June, June, uh, yes. Back in the spring, yes. Um, June is definitely summer. <laughs> okay, so when when we did this protest, that was the abortion method ban. It Correct. bans uh, the most commonly used, safest procedure for second trimester abortions. That bill at that time... The alternative the, to the D&E being uh, inducing labor. <laughs> yeah, really not, not fun things. No. Um, so that bill back uh, in June passed the Senate. Uh, it's in the House now. It's gotten a couple of hearings. It could come up for a floor vote next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're, you're absolutely right. What you just said, Kasich could receive different bills with different types of bans next week. Uh, the House could pass the six-week ban. That wouldn't get to Governor Kasich's desk because it's a House bill in the House. It has yet to go to the Senate. Yeah. Uh, but they could pass that just for, like, distracting headlines and, hey, Absolutely. reporters, shiny, look over here. Yes, like um, they did before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a, a bait-and-switch could yeah. be in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to sending a pair of Down syndrome bills to Governor Kasich's desk and telling him, hey, uh, you know, either either sign two at once or you pick who wins the House exactly. of the Senate. <laughs> oh, that seems like a fun time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the senators want their Senate bill passed and the you know representatives want the House bill passed. And Correct. so if they just send them all to the governor's desk, then it's up to him to choose. Ah! Absolutely. <laughs> and and we, you know, we, we have asked some caucus staff what happens if he signs both. And mm-hmm. there's no actual conflict. So he could... Like, double ban abortion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just, and, and, and Kasich is Only on record. in Ohio. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> hope at least. Yeah. Uh, you know, other, other states have uh, equally bad, you know, Texas jumps to mind Absolutely. immediately. Equally bad environments. Indiana, of course. Yes. Um, for reproductive rights. Only in Ohio do we have a governor who's... Uh, pretending to be a moderate. Pretending to be a moderate. He's made <laughs> statements in the past year that he wants everyone to take a chill pill. That's his yeah. words. <laughs> on abortion. Take a chill pill on abortion. 
Um, you know, there's different reports about is is Mrs. Kasich pro-choice? Mm-hmm. And if so, is... Why is she not beating the hell out of her husband? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, from what I've heard, you know, she, he said that kind of in a, I guess... They don't talk about it. Inconspicuous way that... Yeah, exactly. Um, but... How, do you, how mean, are you the wife of a politician and you don't talk about politics? Yeah, I refuse to believe that, but maybe he just does what he wants to anyways. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I, I actually met Mrs. Kasich at the governor's. Dump (laughs) him. I I got to meet her for the first time at the governor's residence. There was some sort of like completely non-political, hey, here's a Christmas, you know, whatever event reception. This time last year, we were caroling outside of his office. Yeah. Oh, it felt really weird. (laughs) It felt really weird. Well, so how is she then? How's her persona? Like, how do you see her? Very, maybe aggressive, non-aggressive? You know, she she was acting as the host of like a little Christmas reception. So it was was very polite, totally nonpartisan. I I admit that I failed to like corner her on her abortion (laughs) position during her Christmas reception. It probably wouldn't have been appropriate anyway. No, it wouldn't have gone over well. So I I just, you know, I let it go. I Um, mean, they deserve it, but whatever. I I think in terms of spouses (laughs) to politicians, you get sort of, you know, there's definitely... Mm-hmm. Two varieties. There's there's one who become activists, right? Uh, and then there's the other kind who just sort of you know, fades into the background. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've seen couples who um, may be political and they have two different views on different yeah. subjects. So, like I mean, the James Carville, Mary Matlin, uh, Mary Matlin. Uh, I have no idea who you're referencing and who those people are. God, you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know. Who I have no idea. That's like a 10-year divide here in age. <laughs> Not to make myself sound old. It's actually 12. You did. Oh, thanks. <laughs> James Carville. Uh-huh. Uh, see, now I'm going to get accused of mansplaining this. Um, <laughs> James Carville was uh, Bill Clinton's like big political... He wasn't like political director, but the Ragin' Cajun. Uh, yeah, like really sort of crazy Louisiana gumbo screaming bald. Uh, you'll see him on CNN or MSNBC. And so totally uh, to the left, uh, political strategist for Bill Clinton. And then uh, Mary Matlin um, was uh you know was was somebody on the the George Bush campaign in 92 and the two of them would go on TV and then just scream at each <laughs> other and then they ended up getting married. Um I guess the sex is good. <laughs> you you assume so cuz the political cuz can't yeah, really otherwise crazy, political yeah. differences they were polar opposites and so they always stand out as as that couple yeah. as whenever you you know I think that's interesting. Whenever you think about hate sex hate sex hate sex. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> um, you know, and, and as much as I like him politically, I mean, he's kind of an ugly dude. So it's like, okay, whatever. Whatever works. <laughs> so uh, back, to, back to Ohio politics um, <laughs> and, and not 90s uh, stories. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we could see any of these uh, hit the governor's desk next week. Yeah, and I mean, just to give a little overview of the abortion method ban, um, basically, you know, it would ban abortion at six weeks when basically most women just find out they're pregnant. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we had opponent testimony on 
Wednesday. No, wait, I'm sorry. That was, did I just like mix yeah, the bands up? Okay, yeah, I figured yeah. I did in my mind. <laughs> yeah, SB 145, that's so, the abortion yes. method ban that would yes. ban the most common procedure after the, 12 weeks. And, and then, then the six week ban, which we were HV 258. Thank you for that clarification. Hi, yay, numbers. I missed it because I was Googling James Carville to make sure I had his wife's <laughs> name right. <laughs> Yeah, the six-week abortion ban is Christina Hagen's and yes. uh, Representative Red Hood, Hood. Yeah, right. Christina Hagen uh, running for Congress, Congress in the Canton area. Um, she was not present during the opponent testimony. Uh, during the opponent testimony, Correct. neither was the woman who originally wrote the bill uh, back at the, at the beginning of this decade. Janet. Uh, Janet. <laughs> uh, Janet Folger Porter. Um, wonder where she was at. <laughs> kind of busy. Might have seen her on CNN. Right. Just losing her friggin' mind. Uh, she was on Anderson Cooper last night, too. Just more of the same. Poor Anderson. Defending a child molester. Defending a child molester in the you state know, of Alabama. Like yeah. you do. Right. No, I don't Everybody's do got to have hobbies, I guess. Ooh. So... <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. So, so the the original the creator of the six week abortion ban um, is now Roy Moore's spokesperson. Um, Go so, figure. Right. You I know. feel like that in a lot of ways just speaks for itself. It's just like, oh, of course, of course you yeah, are because exactly. you care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she's she's led like the most offensive offensive to Republican leadership. Uh, the most offensive campaign to to support a bill that I think the state has ever seen. Uh, and so now she's taking her uh, campaign, uh, her offensive tactics down to Alabama. Um, oh, my God. How, do you, how can somebody... Alabama deserves better. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think it does. <laughs> I, I, it really does. You know, we, we make jokes about the South all the time. Um, you're from the South, so... I was <laughs> like, you want to go? Sorry. We can, we can fight. I'm fine with this. I'm fine. I can fight you. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Alabama does deserve better. You're absolutely right. You know, I, I think that there's probably a lot of people who yeah. are embarrassed that this is what their state is being yeah, known for absolutely. right now. You know. I mean, it's a big deal. I, I, It'll be even more embarrassing if Roy Mar wins. Exactly. Yes. Although I have seen the email from the, like... From somebody who has donated to, I, I haven't, but somebody else who has donated to the J- Doug Jones campaign, like the uh, like slate of emails they have been sending out has been absurd. Oh, I'm sure they're going hard and like not in a pretty way. <laughs> yes, which is you know that's that's good. Yeah, to I be, mean he's on hopefully. the offensive. Oh yeah, he, he's on the offensive. He's actually against been, the offensive. He's actually been blocked by Roy Moore on Twitter. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's something to brag about. Yeah, right I would there. say one of the goals accomplished. My opponent that. doesn't want to talk to me. So before we before we go off into Roy Moore land, which I I don't, I don't want to go, go there. Um, yeah, it's let, not a pretty place to be. Uh, let's talk about our opponent testimony for House Bill 258. Uh, these were our witnesses supporting yes. our point of view against the six week abortion ban. Um, led by, uh, you already mentioned, uh, Med Students for Choice, yes. the, the president of the Wright State Chapter. She stepped up. Um, and She's great. Yeah, yeah, she did an amazing job. Made a really solid argument that mm-hmm. these sort of abortion bans, you know, they, they will cause doctors to leave the state of Ohio. Yes, and we're trying to get doctors and students who are becoming doctors to actually stay here. <laughs> the goal let's is not, not to make them leave. Yeah, let's not cause a brain drain, guys. Right, right. Um, our own Jamie Miracle testified. She got some really good questions, especially yes. from Representative Nikki Antonio. Yes. 
Um, I also heard down that she shut down in Tawny, which is exciting. She did. I mean, he got quiet after <laughs> he, after her re- her answer. Yeah, you know, we we were in the room on our bill listening to our witnesses for about an hour. He asked one question. It was to Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something basically comparing a, uh, abortion to infant mortality. Mm-hmm. Uh, she provided a very direct, objective answer uh, explaining to him what infant mortality is because he <laughs> yes. apparently doesn't get it, and said Absolutely. that you know this is the the you know it's a measure of uh, fatalities between birth and the first birthday of the child. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has nothing to do with abortion. It kind of happens before the first birthday and before they're born. So. <laughs> Right, so uh, she answered him directly, mm-hmm. uh, and then he just went right back to his phone. Yes. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no follow-ups or anything. Um, I actually didn't need to listen to much, much of the testimony yesterday because my baby was very, very angry about the dumb things going on. Yeah, <laughs> not happy at all. He's like, this is bull. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the uh, testimony also included... Uh, a veteran of the uh, war in Iraq, uh, who yes. she shared her story, incredibly Very powerful, compelling. Yes. Um, of becoming pregnant in a war zone. She was stationed mm-hmm. in Baghdad as a military intelligence officer, yes. um, found out that she was pregnant, couldn't tell her superiors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the military forbids abortion. Whoa, um, I didn't yeah. know that. So she, you know, she would have been you know uh, unable to serve had she uh had she requested yeah, she a procedure had to leave and go home to actually get the abortion and right i mean there, there was she had a, a whole huge list of reasons why yeah. this wasn't going to work and obviously right. in the in a war zone in baghdad yeah, that you can't be her. a yeah. pregnant soldier absolutely um and so she told her story of searching online figuring out how to self-induce uh, working, you know, with a, a non, uh, you know, some global nonprofit yeah. that does mail order abortion pills mm-hmm. uh, and self-induced an abortion in a war zone. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't in the room for that. Yeah, That's, was, I, wow. It was, it was, uh, I've never heard that kind of story before. It was heartfelt. I was mean, that somebody we had known before? I'm not sure. Oh I've, man. I've yeah. never met this person before. Yeah. Um, it was, it was incredible. Uh, she's in the middle of telling this story. Everyone is like completely, you know, Quiet, just, just silent yeah. and listening and just kind of in shock at what they're being, uh, what they're being told in the middle of this just amazing story. Representative Candace Keller stands up and walks, walks out. out. <sighs> wow. Yeah. How disrespectful. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I can but I don't like you her. would think that, you know, still you would have more respect for someone, um, someone especially who has served our country, who was right. actually telling this um, heartfelt story. And you just get up and walk out like it's nothing. Um, like you said, Kelly, I'm not surprised, but it's still very just disheartening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for for a, uh, a you know a representative of the state of Ohio, absolutely to leave the room as a war veteran is telling their story of service in in Baghdad, and then for it to involve this layer yeah. of a pregnancy, she just walks out. I'm like, are you kidding me? Sit there and listen to the story. But then yeah. she might actually develop some empathy yeah, and understanding. Absolutely. <laughs> and she doesn't want to do that. Apparently not. Um, Representative Candace Keller, the, the um, 
the Zsa Zsa Gabor knockoff. <laughs> the elected official that we're talking. You, you know Zsa Zsa Gabor, but you don't know James Carver. <laughs> I'm very selective Game in my pop culture references. <laughs> um, uh, Representative Keller is, uh, her, her day job is the director of a crisis pregnancy center. She takes money from, uh, from the state of Ohio and others uh, to convince women or to lie to women to lie, and yes. shame them uh, away from abortion. having an abortion. Yes. The upsetting thing about a six-week abortion ban is that it won't it won't stop abortion in the state of Ohio. Like it, it doesn't like there are patients I have worked with who thought that they would die on the ta- like had a high chance of dying on the table from getting an abortion and came anyway because they had been lied to by at a, by a crisis pregnancy center. Like if they want an abortion, they're going to get their abortion, right? Because it's expensive to be a parent. It's expensive to have a child. It's expensive to be pregnant. And it honestly just for a lot of people sucks to be pregnant. Right. So they're not stopping abortion. They're just making it unsafe. Right. And, and, and those women who are terrified of the procedure, they think that they're going to die on the table. They're, they're signing up for, you know, an abortion that has a medical complication rate that's under one half of 1%. Mm-hmm. It's one of the safest procedures. Mm-hmm. It's, it's much safer than childbirth. <laughs> um, Color me shocked. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's that sort of fear and misinformation that mm-hmm. Representative Keller's Crisis Pregnancy Center... Propagates. It's, yeah. So for her to, you know, to, to shame women away from abortion as her day job... And then to do this part-time elected official gig, coming down to the state house, and and you know voting on abortion bans to also scare women away from access to abortion providers, it's like the most immoral thing ever. Yeah. And then she insults a veteran. <laughs> but it was so um, moving to hear the thirteen-year-old who came up and testified, and she was extremely. Um, Aware she was, uh, uh, I mean, she just, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain her. She was just great. And what she came up and she talked about um, how sex education is hurting students and how without that they are becoming, um, they are more susceptible to STIs and how, um, you know, teen pregnancy will continue if kids don't get the right sex education while they are in school. Yeah, Ohio is one of the few states that doesn't have set sexual education standards. They let it; they do it district by district, um, which actually means in some, especially rural districts, that like Christian abstinence-only based organizations will come into the schools and teach kids sex ed. I say in air quotes because. That's not because they come in and they give false information or they give half information or scary or just, information. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you will get pregnant and you will die. Truth. Right. Uh, yeah. That, that witness, uh, a young 13 year old girl. Um, uh, she's Cincinnati based. Yes. Um, she, uh, she came as part of a, a group. Um, the the tri-state uh, frank thinkers. Yes. 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 Um, and so, uh, she had a terrific quote, uh, as a part of her testimony that she she said she looked around (laughs) and what she sees is government of the men, by the men, for For the the men, men. against the women. That was an amazing quote from a 13 year old girl. I mean, she was an amazing 13 year old. (laughs) Right. Like seriously. You know, and, and, and to be standing there delivering that statement to a committee, uh, of representatives, you know, which is a majority male committee. Yeah. Um, and, and what I noted is that these committee rooms, 
Um, the walls are kind of plain, but hanging on them are these oil paintings, these oh, portraits, <laughs> uh, you know, former governors, former senators, yes, former, you know, speakers of the house, a uh, bunch of guys just mm-hmm. it's, staring down. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's like the, uh, the wall street scene in, in trading spaces, which you've probably never seen. I, I, yeah, this is going over so my head again. Some, some, you know, big Wall Street boardroom, and it's just covered in oil paintings of just, like, old guys. <laughs> That's a lot of what the halls of the Ohio State House is like. You just yes, walk around, absolutely. you know, with, with the current and former uh, men that are judging you. And she stood mm-hmm. there and, and mm-hmm. delivered that testimony. Amazing job, you know, at 13 years old. Yeah, one of the things that I like that she said is that uh, sometimes she often finds herself as the voice of reason in a room full of adults. I thought that was amazing, and yeah. you know, I you just look at look at the uh, the faces of the representatives around you, and it was just complete silence. They didn't, yeah. and I'm sure they didn't want to grill a 13 year old, but still, don't want to ask any questions. They, um, I don't know if they were left in shock or what, but. <laughs> Right. It's good to see that there are very supportive parents like like her, like hers. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, we are just about out of time. Uh, so, uh, no, it's good. Um, next week, we're going to see all of these bills. Uh, committee hearings on Tuesday. Yes. Uh, hit. Floor votes, possible floor votes on Wednesday. That's my dad's birthday. Oh, happy <laughs> birthday, Kelly's dad. Um, and then Thursday, uh, I, I can't pull up our event calendar right now, but we'll put uh, information in the show notes. There's a Stop the Bands uh, Kasich accountability rally. So yes. our friends at Planned Parenthood Advocate of Ohio have created these awesome banners there. I think they're like six feet by four feet. Um, and it's like basically a timeline of every single ban that has been signed since Kasich has been in office. So there's 19 banners. Right. Um, they have like a brief description of the bill, the year it was passed. Um, and it's just gonna, we're just gonna light them up and be like, Hey, you say you're a moderate and here's a visual representation of how you are definitely not. Right. So hopefully it's not freezing cold next Thursday. Right. Good luck with that. <laughs> right. Well, otherwise I will bring my hand warmers and my hot chocolate. Right. Uh, so that's Thursday uh, at the State House, right? Yes, correct. Um, at twelve. Uh, twelve noon. So yes. it's like a lunchtimey yes. thing. Um, no, it's going to be midnight, Gabe. Of course, it's going to be noon. <laughs> I yeah, you know, uh, middle of the night protest. <laughs> we've done evening protests. I just, it's it's oh, a lunchtime thing funny. on Thursday. Um, uh, and then uh, uh, on December 16th, uh, the other thing we want to make sure people know about, uh, Annie Kroll, our field organizer up in Toledo, is going to have a canvas yes. um, uh, to support capital care. Uh, that's going to, uh, they're meeting up at Sip Coffee. Uh, it's December 16th, 11.45 a.m., canvassing, mm-hmm. just walking around our neighborhood um, between noon and 3 o'clock. Uh, so if you can do that, again, uh, information is in the show notes. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. December 17th, there's Crafternoon at Holy Craft oh. from 3 to 5. <laughs> so if you want to hang out and stitch and complain, <laughs> or a word that rhymes with stitch, um, and then December 18th, we have a phone bank here in the Columbus office from 530 to 830 doing what Annie is doing, but on the phone. So we'll be calling yes. people in Toledo, asking them to support the to, the petition to, to get ProMedica to grant a transfer agreement and asking people if they want yard signs. Yes. So we'll be talking to people who are NARAL supporters, very excited to talk to us, and it'll be a good time. And I have a prize wheel. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So if you want to get cool some cool prizes. Yeah. If you want to get some cool prizes and play phone bank bingo, like 
We're going to make it fun because if it's not fun for me, it's not fun for anybody because phone banking is scary. <laughs> now it'll be great. Yeah. I'm glad you could remember your dates. I couldn't. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I should, it's almost like I should know my own events. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.